Hey everyone, you are listening to the Shadow Arts Experiment Podcast, brought to you by the Playful Wellness Community, and I'm your host, Josh Bell. With my co-host, Gabby Creary, we journey together through Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, and through morning pages, artist states, soul-searching, and affirmations, we will help all of us open up the doors to our own inner creative artist. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Shadow Artist uh, Experiment. As always, I'm your host, uh, Josh Bell, and with me is the lovely Gabby Creary, Creary Wellness Founder, Jesus, so many, so many syllables. Mouthful. I'm a mouthful. <laughs> Gabby. <laughs> You're Gabby. A mouthful. Just Gabby. Just Gabby. Just so Gabby. Uh, I am on the road today, as you can tell, with me being in a car, and Gabby is uh, about, to to, <laughs> about to get on the road. So we're going to do this and get it started and send it out to everybody. Our apologies for it not being live. Uh, we will try to do it live every week, but if not, we'll record it and send it out just like this. That's for the people who would normally be watching it live. For those people on the podcast, we're exactly the same as we normally are. Um, so this week, we are into the week two, right? Week two. Week two. I have the, week two is what my notes say. So we're on week two, which is uh, recovering a sense of identity. So... Uh, let's start with the check-in, Gabby. How are you with the morning pages this week? I am seven for seven this week, but not always morning. And I, yeah. I wanted to share that because somebody had responded in our group that uh, she wasn't, she didn't, she had ghosted herself in the morning. And <laughs> I've, I've ghosted myself a few mornings this week, believe me, and have gotten, they've been evening pages, but I've completed yeah. them. So I like, uh, I think, I understand the reasoning why we do the morning pages in the mornings. Like I get it uh, because it's before that ego really sets in and starts telling you it's shit. Uh, but I also, I also uh, like doing it in the evenings every once in a while. I, do, I tend to like, for the sake of the course, I do them in the mornings because that's what she tells us to do. So I'm trying to do it every morning, but that's not the be all to end all. Like when doing it at night, it's almost like the opposite. It's almost like you're shedding your day as you're putting them down on the pages. So like, maybe maybe that'll help some people sleep. So if you guys wanna do evening pages, please just let us know how those uh, how those evening pages turn out. And if they help you sleep, how they help you in the morning. Like I, want, I would love to hear all of that from people. Um, yeah, it's a written meditation is what she talks about and that you're doing a written meditation. That's why you don't put anything on it and just, let let the void be filled let your your whatever comes to mind though and it's kind of interesting because in, in a meditation you let the thoughts drift away you try not mm -hmm. to latch on to them in this type of meditation you let latch on to the thoughts and let them float onto the page and i get it for the morning because that's when when uh, uh actually morning and evening are the they say are great times to meditate. Also, 4.30 in the morning is like the be all end all. I'm not getting up for yeah. morning at 4.30 in the morning, though. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I've oddly been getting up to them at like 6.45, and it's so early for me. Like, the last time I remember getting up at 6.45 consistently on my own was when I was in high school. Like, yes. <laughs> let's talk about that here. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, just let us know. Like, morning pages, evening pages, just get your three pages in is all we're asking. And if you don't get them in for a day, start the next day. Like we're not, 
we don't hold anything against anybody for this. It's all an experiment, as it were. It is. So. And that was that, as I was inviting people into this, and I'm so excited about the experiment. And I'm so the chapter two resonated with me so powerfully that I just wanted to share with everybody I knew. Um, people were coming back to me and they're like, oh yeah, I picked up this book and there was so much judgment on myself for not doing the exercises and not staying with it. And I just keep thinking back to you and all the different times that you've done it in your life. This is my first time. And so yeah. just keep thinking back that this is, this is my first time, but it's not my last time. Yeah, I'm exactly. Gonna, and I had a horrible week for this this week. <laughs> horrible, exhausted. I, I can't even begin to tell you my body failed me this week. And I, that's why I'm running is to go to acupuncture and take care of that body. But even in the failing, I felt like this gave me a lifeline. Yeah. So I didn't judge yes. it. It was my lifeline too, because there's been so much that has come apart in life recently that it actually gave me something to clasp onto and a little something, a little accountability, a little integrity. Yeah. Um, and it was the stability for your week in a way. Mm -hmm. It was structure. Yeah. When all else was failing, I still had, and I, and yeah, no, I couldn't get to it every day or the morning. And I didn't, um, I didn't go at it the way I wanted to go at it. And at the same time, it was nourishment for me. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that completely. I, uh, I really love doing it because you get like these sparks of inspiration while you're also saying how shitty you are feeling or, like talking about how you don't want to get up or you don't want to do this. I don't want to see Susie this week because she's just nagging, nagging, nagging. And it's like like those kind of those kind of notes that you put your put to yourself in the morning pages. And you should. Like if you get up and you beat yourself up, just let it flow, people. Like I really, I really want to just encourage that as much as anything else. Because then um, like I told Gabby last week, you do look back on your morning pages to find out where you're beating yourself up. And like we did in week one, you start breaking it down to find out the why. And that's where that's when those kind of things become important. So uh, I would Wait, say- I would, on though, did you do yeah. your running pages? Where, where I did. Kind of minute. You're, uh, seven for yes, seven? I did a seven for seven this week. Um, I'm so seven. happy with myself. I also, um, I, w I was gonna go over this last because week two has you do the affirmations. And uh, I did seven, uh, did seven for seven for affirmations as well. I know you uh, you got to the task a little bit later and didn't realize that you were supposed to be doing them, but uh, yeah, the affirmations are really nice too. What I realized though halfway through is that I changed my tense uh, or I changed my noun. I went from you in the affirmations to I and my, and so I took possession like halfway through uh, the week. You claimed it. Uh, I claimed my affirmations, yes. Yes, it was. I had a little um, claiming with affirmations too. I realized that I, I, I was speaking them. I was reading them and speaking them. And honestly, it's the reading that for me, and then maybe it's that I'm not auditory right now, right? Maybe it's visual. And oh. to absorb the, the affirmation right now, I have to read it. It's not yes. a spoken affirmation for me right now it's a red affirmation. So that was interesting. That was how I claimed it this week. Yeah, I really uh, I really enjoyed the affirmations oddly because 
like at first it was like I feel like I'm really self-centered in writing them and then like by the time I get done with it it's like okay god thank god like I'm so glad I was doing this I feel so much better I feel like I'm really like coming into the person that I'm that I'm trying to so reclaiming that sense of identity uh well I don't know um I know I posted in the playful wellness community about our artist state but Gabby and I both went to the Met this week for our artist state. So check that box. We got that one done. Um, do you want to tell, do you want to give a brief uh, synopsis of the experience for the podcast listeners? It was, it was really fun. And I treated it very, I was very little girl like in my treatment of the Met and going there with you and, and for our play date, I dressed up for it like I used to do when I was a little girl. I used to dress up to go to Burger King for dinner. I would wear an evening gown to Burger King. Oh, that's so sweet. For, for dinner. As, or Pizza Hut. As any child should. Yeah. Every child should dress up to time. go to Burger King. And so I, I got dressed up. I put my Mondrian type dress on. It was color blocked. It really reminded me of Mondrian Boogie Woogie. And what was really interesting for this experience at the Met, we had to be alone. We were following, Josh and I went there together, but we ditched each other and got together with our inner child, our inner creative and spent some alone time. And I just wandered. I allowed myself to wander the Met. When I've gone there in the past, I'm always have somebody in town that I'm showing the Met to or I'm going with my kids, or I'm going on a specific field trip with my kids, and we're going to the Egyptian part because they're studying Egypt right now. And so I have, or my mom is coming and oh my gosh, we got to get to Monet's water lilies. That's the first order of business. And I've never just gone and wandered about aimlessly. I know the Met backwards and forwards, inside and out. I've been there so many times with my, my family and my friends and my and for different exhibits. I know, know it and yet I found new places that I'd never experienced before. There's a, there's a Japanese tea garden in there. Who knew? Oh my God, I need to see that. I didn't, water I didn't see elements. that. There were all these different water elements that I'd never seen before in the Met. So I had never actually, I had never actually been to the European masters, like that entire section with the paintings. Like I, I had this vague notion that they were there because I know that they're there, but that's where I hit my, uh, hit my inner child right in the love was I saw my favorite statue, which I wasn't expecting to see because I knew the statue was in the Louvre. <laughs> I saw it in the Louvre. Oh, I know. That was so cool, right? So, so yeah. We're yeah. It's a uh, Psyche and Eros by uh, Canova. Uh, mm -hmm. It is a plaster statue where the actual statue, I believe they said was in uh, St. Petersburg. Um, so like, it was so interesting because I'd never, I didn't know it was there. And not only did I not know it was there, but Psyche had wings, um, I which know. I love. She has the butterfly, the little butterfly wings. And so it got my like, and it got it, my- it broadened here and like the, the wings yeah. were- mm, yeah. yeah, it was so good. Mm -hmm. So this week, uh, as a whole, it was uh, recovering a sense of identity. Um, so I, I want to talk uh, just about the like the main points that she makes uh, pretty quick because this is going to get a little. All right, this is going to be kind of condensed in an episode, so we're going to try to do it as quick as we can here. So she was talking a lot about like with that recovering sense of identity to kind of look outward at the people that are around you. Um, 
and she started like the first the first thing is like the poisonous playmates is one of the one of the uh, one of the titles and it's uh since we're just starting this uh this whole process it really we really want to share it with people like because once you like start tapping into that like inner child stuff and like starting bringing out that creative you really want like we want to play and when you want to play you want to play with other people you want to collaborate so, you want to you want to find playmates and and your process exactly like i was and, yes and the downside is that there are a lot of artists out there that are still very much blocked as julia cameron puts it so like you might want to show them the morning pages and they read them and very suddenly they tell you how horrible of a writer you are <laughs> or where you can improve i'm just yes saying. oh you shared this with me because yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something good and then i'm going to give you a place to improve and then i'll tell you something good mm -hmm. yeah that's no good guys uh so as you're as you're like recovering the sense of identity she's very much she very much talks about your need to kind of keep it close to the chest right now you're uh you're recovering it's like when you've been physically injured let's look at it that way you really need to give your wound some time to heal <laughs> I, yes Before, exactly i i found myself writing this week that i'm licking my wounds yeah and so it's something it's something very much to take to take into account like it's one of the reasons why we gabby and i opened it up to do our uh shadow artist academy which is bringing other people in who want to experience this with us uh we really want to create the community that is uplifting completely uplifting we're not talking this isn't a writer's group it's not um it's not exactly a book group we're here to uplift each other and there's no uh we don't want criticism we don't want critiques it's very it's literally fair. just yeah, to, yeah it's literally just to uplift. there's a place for critique this is not a critique place this is complete support and yeah. safety it's an artist support safety. it's an artist support for group is basically what it comes down yeah. for your inner child and your inner artist to come out and start to blossom and shine and Hello. that was that was what she was talking about this week in who you choose to play with she called them crazy makers well that's that's slightly like i was going to get to that that's my next thing <laughs> crazy makers is such an important it's such an important oh my God. Uh, crazy maker. thing to talk about what? so so uh i'll let you talk about the crazy makers who is a crazy maker gabby describe a crazy maker well, you know what? I have been. I am a reformed crazy maker. Are you though? Are you reformed? I uh, I'm getting there. I'm in the process of reforming. I and she says, you know, you're going to also identify that you're crazy. That you've been yeah. around crazy makers and that you are crazy. But the the difference between a crazy maker and and just being all out crazy and is I've been using the crazy makers to hide out. And I really yeah. am coming to terms with that. Um, mm -hmm. So that I'm not a crazy maker. No, I don't think I'm a crazy maker at all anymore. What I am is a blocked artist. <laughs> has used that. I, I have yeah. put all my love, all my energy, all of my creativity and enthusiasm into codependent relationships, mm -hmm. and I have repeatedly done this over with um, narcissists and alcoholics and 
um, drug addicts and you name it. I, I've been with the craziest of crazy makers and they have asked me in no uncertain terms to give up everything in my life, my business, uh, my, my work, my creativity and pour myself into them and us. And I thought that was normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, turns out that's just a crazy maker wanting it, everything to be about them. And so I'm attracted to that. So yeah. <laughs> Why Gabby? That's what we're going to be figuring out <laughs> going that, over I, this. I get it. That was so enlightening and the reform yeah. process and the recovery of that. Mm -hmm. And I, I was writing today about it, that it feels like they provided some form of safety net. And now yeah. I'm on the tightrope with no safety net. And part of me would very much like to trade whatever it is that I'm doing and I'm doing well on the tightrope. Like I can balance and I can move and I can do this. And I oh, can you're a yoga well. instructor. <laughs> and I love this type of thing. I like being out yeah. on the tightrope. And yeah. part of me still wants to trade how good I am at this with having a safety net somebody and that was what they provided i didn't have to be creative because i was putting everything into them instead and now i'm out on this tightrope and this vulnerability and openness is is beginning to blossom the creativity is beginning to happen and it's scary it's yeah. scary so uh i'm gonna jump jump a little bit ahead here and then we're gonna go back to uh back to talking about the last couple of points, but she lists these rules of the road. And uh, I really wanna just read one of them here because it plays really into that. So she lists these 10 rules of the road um, and it's in order to be an artist, I must. And number six is be alert always, no, 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 number five, number five, not number six. Remember that it is far harder to be blocked, uh, to be a blocked artist than it is to do the work. And it's so true. like. And it's talking about like with using that metaphor of walking a tightrope, it's easier to walk the tightrope than and it is back up again. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, like I, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that was a beautiful, beautiful metaphor. So um, she ends with like you were just saying that like finding out that you are the crazy maker uh, or that you're allowing these crazy makers was really uh, beautiful to me because what she always does is she like tells you all these things and then she brings it back to you owning up to the responsibility right. and um the and next point really was yeah yeah and the next point she make was about the skepticism of uh the growth that you're going through and so I just want to say that since I started this like what three three weeks ago now almost four four weeks ago almost we started this almost a month ago already because we kind of little, we little flubbed on week two, so mm -hmm. we did it. We've been, but, uh, been dabbling. We dabbled. Dabbling. That's insane. So, and it's getting more cohesive as we go. And I got sick and it fell apart a little bit, but that's, that's the process. Yeah. And just being with it. But the skepticism comes when you start, when you put your own like wall in between what's happening because you're doing this stuff and, uh, the stuff you're doing like you say well that just happens or you know this is lucky you know 
when in reality it's like you're putting the work in and this stuff is happening that's awesome the universe is going to deliver when you do the work there is a synchronicity yeah and that skepticism can come into play once again but like oh shit i'm doing this but but i'm pretending i i'm only pretending at this something this the universe just opened up dropped this gift but oh my god this was just me pretending at being a writer or this is just me pretending at being yeah it is it can't be that I'm doing these morning pages or going on an artist date like that can't be it you know or I it can't be that I'm literally looking internally for all of my problems where all of these blocks come from no and guys like this is what this goes back to the introduction is you don't have to believe in it you just have to do it and the changes are gonna happen it's amazing it, and the changes I was standing in the shower and ideas were coming to me this morning. It, yeah. the, uh, all of a sudden there it is. And I'm like, and, and on a, a week like this, where my body just completely dropped out of to find inspiration was like, oh my gosh, there it is. And that, that was the beautiful thing is she says, you know, before chapter two, you would shut the door something would knock and you'd be like no that's not happening i'm not a writer or i'm not i'm not an artist or i i don't have the for this and yeah. then and that's what's beginning to happen for me in this process and this discovery is the door knocks and you slowly gently open yes that was a beautiful metaphor that she that she that. did. Just nudge it a little bit, and that's what yeah. the nine pages are doing. They're they're nudging that door open, and yeah, the skepticism's still there, but you see it, and you're like, nope, I'm just gonna stay with this program. Well, it's almost like the artist date though is also getting you curious about what's beyond the door. So like, it's the morning pages are like pushing the door open, and the artist dates like oh my God, there's some awesome shit that can be out there. And I love that. And it can be fun. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the, it's a play date. It can be fun. It doesn't have to, you can be curious about it. It doesn't have to be scary. Yeah. So the last point of uh, recovering a sense of identity was uh, attention. And so I took this, this part of it about her just kind of reminding us to be present to be really present with what we're doing. And uh, it plays right into the skepticism because it, it's saying be present what you're doing without judging it. Like without the morning pages, like, okay, write out all your shit on a page, do it in the evenings, just be present with it when you're doing it, when you're moving through all these things, when you're moving through all these changes that are going through you, be really present. And that adds to the fun and really helps the inner child because the inner child, like, come on, guys, all of us have been around kids or watched kids. They fall down, hurt themselves. They climb a tree. They fall out of the tree. They break an arm. And literally, as soon as the cast is off, they're up a tree again, as if they don't remember it. They get on the tightrope and they fall down without the nut and they get back up. They yeah, just, literally. They literally yeah. do. They literally balance beam the heck out of life. And that's what the inner child is connecting to because not only will they be tight roping they will be walking on the edge of skyscrapers and not caring and that's what like those are the kind of things that we really need to start thinking about 
as artists, like opening ourselves up to whatever is possible around us and to start being really aware of the kinds of changes we want, what we want and where we wanna head. And that's part of this uh, recovering the sense of identity is finding out who we wanna be and whether or not whether or not we're anywhere near that and if we're not near that how can we make the changes so so the the best part of this was discovering in chapter two that this is not recovery of my inner child or my inner creative yes that there's a recovery process happening here and it's beginning to happen and i'm loving the shift holy shit it's recovery of me yeah mm -hmm. it's recovery well, of me it's who i am and this goes right back to what she was saying in chapter one about being shadow artists is like talking about the recovery of you is like the, we're all artists and we all have these blocks and we sometimes forget what we want like i was thinking um i i i believe i posted this in the shadow artist academy and i'll share it with everyone else but when you really think about when i really think about the artist's way what I think about is who did I want to be before the world told me I couldn't? Yes. And that's what write down and then you go back to him in week two. Um, who did you want to be? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, we're going to go really quick over the tasks that we like one of the tasks. No, I want to know who you wanted to be. Come on, Josh. Don't who did that. I want to be? Yes. Uh, who did you want to be? Who did little Super Josh want to be when he grew up? Okay, really, who did little Josh want to be? Little Josh wanted to be Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's I be honest. Okay. Let's um, be honest. I this man, wasn't. Yeah. There's this line in uh, this comic book that said, "No, uh, this man never wanted to be a woman. He wanted, but you know, who doesn't want to be a demigod? And that's exactly <laughs> like how. Like, I don't want to be. I don't. I would never. I never. I'm. I am queer in a lot of ways, but I am not queer that way. But at the same time, man, if I could be Jean Grey, like, let's be honest. What a perfect medical board too, because <laughs> you are now rising from the ashes. You are Jean. Yes. You are so the true. Phoenix. So true. Wow. So, way to bring it home, Josh. What? So. Emerge it. She. Emerges from the ashes. Yeah. So I think uh, for the task this week, uh, we're going to go over one. Um, but I think we want to go over the same one. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but do you want to do? Uh, do you want to talk about the life pie? Sure. Yeah, that's kind of the one that I want to talk about. So what you like? Uh, I, I like going over at least one task so people can kind of see what the tasks are if uh, they're not doing the artist way and just following us because we're awesome. Uh, but she does one that is called the life pie. Um, and it's basically taking like a circle and dividing it up into these six different parts. It's work, friends, play, romance, adventure, spirituality, and exercise. And then she has you put little dots in it, like where you're at and like kind of connect the dots. So I did it a little differently because I probably didn't read it all the way through and thought I knew what was going on and just did it my way anyway. So I did it like this. So it's uh, it's like I did it in blue and then did the colors to see where I was. As you can see, I'm lacking in romance and I am lacking in exercise. Um, but but that being said, 
I have ran three times this week. <laughs> I am doing yoga every day. I have started like meditating daily. And part of it was because of some of the other, uh, some of the other exercises, like what haven't I done that I really love? And like reading, I started reading um, because Gabby had told me that she just recently started rereading Narnia. And I was like, I've never read that. So I bought it on uh, Kindle and I read it on like my train. Um, yeah, but like, it's like, this is what I'm talking about when I say, oh my God, how many changes are happening and shifting just because I'm becoming aware of it. And yeah. I love that. It's not, like I said, it's really, it's really discovery of me. It's not just yeah. the creative, like this is chicken soup for the soul. This is everything, mind, body, and spirit without, are all opening Without up. all the religion. <laughs> yeah, and she gives that little religion, creator, creator, yeah. God, whatever you wanna choose to, to speak mm -hmm. to. And um, I am not religious, I'm, I'm very agnostic, but it, there's a powerful phrase in the principles where she says, Creativity is creator God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to them. And I yeah. was like, yeah, that's a religion I can, I can be with. Yeah. Where uh, I, so I love thinking like, I'm a big, I'm very, very spiritual in terms of like what I do, what I believe, where I'm at, what I see. And one of the things that people talk about a lot is the idea of co-creation, like uh, both co-creating between people, but also you just co-creating with the universe. And that's kind of how, when it comes to like the religious aspect, how I feel about a lot of this and a lot of basic principles and things like that is it's like you're co-creating. It's why things start working in your favor because you're working with everything around you. So uh, do you want to talk about your, uh, your pie or one of the other tasks? My pie. Uh, so I connected the dots on my pie and I made a rectangle the way I lined it up. It was perfect rectangle. I saw that. It was so weird. It was so said, perfect. And I was just was. like, she's like, it might be like an M&M or whatever. And, and eventually it'll, you'll fill up that whole circle as the goal. And yeah, again, for me, like zero in relationship spirituality is good even though i'm not religious i'm definitely spiritual and then one one modification i wanted to make is exercise so i exercise every single day i lead i mm -hmm. teach i do triathlons i am fit but my health and well-being are not fit so that's yeah. what i want wanted to modify for me is not exercise and that and i can keep that as a plus and say that that square is full. But I think that, that there, there is a missing element because wellness isn't just exercise. And my, yeah. my, my, my body failed this week, even though I was exercising daily. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, almost, it's like health, health and wellness. Mm -hmm. should, it should like, as we talk about in the playful wellness community, um, yeah. it's health and wellness. Uh, well, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I remember something similar by David Sedaris. And he said uh, in one of his books that there were four, like there were four aspects that you always, that you always find. It's friends, family, health, and uh, there was four burners, friends, family, health, and work. Uh, profession is what he said. And as you're, uh, as you turn up one burner, 
the other burners go down and your goal is to like obviously have all the burners up but you know you're human and that's kind of where I think about it like because there's some people who are doing stuff for everybody for their friends for their family for their job and they forget about themselves so their health depletes or you know they care about their health so they're very active and they're very aware of their health but that takes away the time from work or from all these other things so I really like to think that realistically we can create a very balanced circle here but I, I agree with you that the the exercise should be probably health is probably a better uh that's a my justification. And I, I also thought about it. I'm like, well, why can't you just take the one give me you have? The one full yeah. piece. Of, why are you modifying the one full, full piece of your pie and saying, well, I'm not there that? And I think it was it really do there's more yeah. well-being in terms of of body, fit body than just yeah. fitness. And some people might uh might look at some of the other ones as uh like spirituality would be another one like you're like i think health can almost like your health should play into all of it to some degree like if your romance is unhealthy and it's full you still shouldn't <laughs> you still need to worry about it i've done so, way full romance and it and it that yeah so it's it's about finding the balance Yep, it's about so slowly but surely opening that circle up and filling filling in all your wedges. So, so I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. get a wedgie. I'm gonna give you yeah. a wedgie. Yes. <laughs> so uh, just to just to finish up here because we're uh, getting close to time and I know you're about ready to head out. Uh, let's talk about week three. Week three is I'm just gonna read off the little workbook I have here. Uh, recovering a sense of power. This week may find you dealing with unaccustomed bursts of energy and sharp peaks of anger, joy, and grief. You are coming into your power as the illusion, as the illusory, illusory, illusion, illusions, <laughs> uh, the illusionary hold of your previous accepted limits are shaken. You'll be asked to consciously experiment with spiritual open-mindedness. Um, so we're going to shake I, Oh, Gabby, I think you are going to, it's going to hit you right in the, in the feels. I was talking about it with one of my friends because she starts off with anger and how important anger is and yeah. talk and talking about like, and knowing you and knowing like your past uh, relationships and the kind of things you're opening up from rebirthing from, I think anger is one of the things that is very much like, as you start to think about it, is something that you're very much going to tap into um, in a good way, in a good way. Uh, yeah, I found that when I do get into anger in the past, um, on the other side of it is emotional, um, yeah. like of joy and happiness. Like when I'm able to feel anger, I'm actually able to um, be happy too, which is really mm -hmm. interesting. So, so we're gonna leave it, uh, leave it right there because I know uh, Gabby is literally heading out the door right now if you're watching on the Playful Wellness community. Um, and we gotta run because I know her internet will probably cut out as soon as she leaves at the door. Once again, it Love is, uh, we'll see you next week. And this is Gabby and I'm your host, Josh Bell, and we will see you next Friday. Yeah. Bye. Bye. That's it, that's the end of the show. So thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing, liking, and hopefully enjoying our shadow artist experiment. And don't forget, you can watch us live Fridays at 12 p.m. on the Playful Wellness Community Facebook group. 
So make sure you tell your friends and tune in next time. And you can always follow us on social media through Playful Wellness Community, Gabby Curry Wellness, and How We Begin on Facebook, Instagram, and well, you know the rest.